Well, good morning, Wing. Chief Ryder and myself, Colonel Perrin, are really excited for our first ever podcast. The Peggy Podcast, episode one. Peggy Podcast, I love it. Well, we heard you, Wing. Um, we often struggle with communication, and this is an attempt for us to roll out our next 30, 60, 90-day events that we have ongoing within the Wing. Yeah, we're really trying to improve ways to get you information, and we're always looking for feedback. So if there's a way we can improve this, please let us know. Absolutely, Chief. I, I appreciate that. So I wanted to talk uh, real briefly, and we're going to try to keep this 10 to 15 minutes so we don't lose your attention. But talk about the big things that are going on right now. Obviously, a February drill is a busy drill for us, and we couldn't have started off with harsher weather. So I'd ask for you to look out for one another over this UTA weekend. Fortunately, I think today, Saturday, is going to be the coldest of the two days of drill. Um, tomorrow for Sunday, it looks like we are going to be a little bit warmer, Chief. A little bit of recovery, hopefully uh, a little bit reprieve on this cold weather. So, Yeah. One thing I'd ask, if uh, getting ready for drill today, if you didn't have the correct cold weather gear, please bring it up to your supervision so we can get you the right gear. We've made a conscious effort within the wing over the past few years to make sure our airmen have the correct equipment and uh, clothing necessary to operate in these frigid temperatures. All right, looking forward, uh, this drill, we have some big events going on, Chief, and I think you're part of one of them. I sure am. Looking very excited to uh, first say farewell to Chief Master Sergeant Ray and, and you know thank her for her time and dedication to the wing, and then I'm very excited to, uh, to step in and, and get going and uh, help out assisting our airmen to uh, get after whatever mission we need to tackle. Yeah, I'm excited too, Chief. Uh, you're going to do a tremendous job, and uh, Chief Ray, we're going to wish her farewell. She's done a, a tremendous job for this wing. I'm going to miss her, but I know this next chapter uh, in her career and life is one that she's looking forward to. We also have uh, Chief Gibson, who's going to be retiring this afternoon. So we want to wish Gibby a, uh, a fair farewell and um, thank him for his years of dedication and service to the 157th Air Refueling Wing. Absolutely. I know he was a, a bedrock in the 260th, and they're really going to miss him over there. And uh, we're looking forward to, to say one final farewell to him. So, Great. All right. Um, for those that might not have heard, uh, General Minahan, the AMC commander, recently put out a memo with regards to being ready. And I just wanted to touch upon that real quick because I think it's important. Um, his message was very straightforward and a great message. And it's one that uh, we in the 157th um, have taken seriously as we make sure that we're always ready. And that's been our number one priority here at the wing is to make sure that you airmen are trained and equipped appropriately to be ready whenever called upon. So part of that is when we set our strategic vision and our outlook uh, to make sure that we're getting after the things that will put you uh, prepared if and when that fight is called upon. Yeah, readiness is really the wing's number one priority, and it's something that we need to focus on every day, and it's really something that I want to challenge supervisors to make sure that every UTA and every really day they come in that they're getting a little bit closer to reaching that readiness goal. So uh, it's right in line with General Minahan's message, and it's right in line with your priorities, sir, and, and as well as my priorities. Yeah, there are many things that we can do uh, day in and day out, and I would ask um, our airmen in the wing to make sure those low-hanging fruit are accomplished. So things 
like making sure your VREDs are up to date and some of those admin things that, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, I tend to forget about. You know, take care of those while we have the time to do so and so we can focus on our other big lifts for our AFCC training. Um, starting in April, we're going to have our block training, which will be the second iteration of our wing block training. And Chief, if you just want to talk a little bit about what that looks like for the April drill just to prepare our airmen. Yeah, we have a great program set, really led by Major Master Batista, where she's taken a, a schedule of four-day footprint to really lay in, you know, Seaburn training, TC3 training, CADM training, and all those readiness items. So it's a one-stop shop for our airmen to come in, spend four days focusing on readiness, and really the byproduct of that is that we're going to give you time back on the back end. So you can come in, focus one UTA weekend, and then spend those other 10 UTA weekends really focusing on AFSC training and mentorship and, and taking care of those other items. So we think it's a great process. We saw a huge increase in readiness stats, so it is working. And of course, along the way, we're going to tailor that and make it a better product as we go. But November was awesome, and I think April will be even better. Yeah, that predictability, Chief, is important. Uh, we are going to set up uh, April uh, UTA as well as November. We'll also have another block training. So as we work through those, we should be able to be predictable and so our airmen will know which time frame every year they'll come in and knock off these uh, readiness requirements. After we get through the April UTA, our big focus will be our May uh, readiness exercise that we're going to conduct in Lodges uh, Air Base, the Azores. Um, for our airmen that need to, we're asking them to plan for a week of, of training. We sure are. So the first through the third, we're going to call the prepare to deploy. That's where we get the information down from our, our uh, IDO folks to our UDMs. And really, we want to make sure our airmen know who is going out to the May flyaway and lodge us. And then there's going to be some just-in-time training opportunities that you work with your UDMs through. And then we'll PDF the majority of our members leaving on Wednesday. And then we'll launch the jets Thursday to return on Sunday. So really, we want you to look at it as a seven-day footprint. So you really got to make sure you get your AT and ST requests in now to ensure that we have the adequate time to prepare to make sure our members are prepared to go out the door. And one thing I want to touch on too, sir, was during this UTA, every airman who's going on that May flyaway should know that they're going. There should be no surprises. So if you're not sure if you're going to the May flyaway, talk to your supervisor, talk to your chief, talk to UDM, but, but we have a list of names and, and it's pretty clear who's going. Yeah, I'm really excited for this, uh, this May flyaway. You know, the target was uh, 300 of our airmen and we really asked the supervision to look at those first-term airmen that haven't had the opportunity yet to deploy and to work as a cohesive team with other airmen around the base. So that was the initial target of airmen that we're looking um, for this deployment. But it doesn't mean that the remaining 700 won't be busy during that drill because there will be the build-up uh, to prepare and send our aircraft off. So there will be um, many things that we're doing throughout that drill weekend. Yeah, one of the things we're really going to highlight is we're going to have our resiliency tactical pause here for that May flyaway. Uh, so the majority of the wing will still be here. And it's also a great opportunity to get after AFSC training, get after those items that, that maybe you have, you know, been lingering on the, the back burner. We'll have a 40 footprint, um, but the, the RTP will be the Saturday of the May UTA. It's only going to be a four-hour block. This is the first time we've done it on our UTA weekend, so it's an amazing opportunity to bring our guardsmen in and get them involved. And uh, the resiliency team is really working on a great schedule. 
that we'll have out. Uh, usually we'll have out in March, so you have plenty of time to prepare for it. But a lot of opportunity for, for good stuff for that weekend. Yeah, I'm excited for that. It'll be the first time, as you said, Chief, that we've had an opportunity for our, our DSG um, guardsmen to have a resiliency tactical pause, which, again, doves, uh, tails right back into readiness. You know, we need to be strong not only uh, physically um, but also mentally, and that's what RTP is really getting after. All right, once we get through the uh, May UTA, well, June will be upon us. And uh, I'm really excited for the June UTA because we are going to get the opportunity to support our local community at the Portsmouth 400. One of their marquee events for this year will be a parade that they'll have in uh, downtown Portsmouth. And we've been invited to go as a wing. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, we have a plan that is being uh, put together for that Saturday, June 3rd. Yes, sir, we do. So the Portsmouth 400, celebrating Portsmouth 400-year, uh, really anniversary of, of, of that city. So it's a great event. There's going to be a lot of people out there. And a great way to showcase our airmen and showcase how wonderfully we support the men and women of New Hampshire. So it is a footprint. It's going to be about a two-and-a-half to three-hour footprint, looking mid-afternoon. So we'll probably leave the wing, bus our folks out late 11 o'clock to 12 o'clock, have them back goal around 1 to 2 o'clock. We're going to get a plan in place. We're going to get buses in place. But just, you know, tell your members, this is an awesome opportunity to connect with the community, to give back to a great city that's given a lot to us. Yeah, and I remember um, early on in my uh, career here in the 157th, an opportunity that we had to, to march in a parade in Portsmouth, and it was a blast. And we will ensure that this is a, a fun event and that our airmen uh, walk away from it, no pun intended, uh, feeling like they were able to take part in their community. When we, uh, we talk about community, we have a big event coming up in September. Huge event, huge event. Yes, and so for those that might not know, um, and I hope you do know, we are going to host an air show uh, this September, the 9th and 10th, and it is going to be a premier event. And I know that it's, it takes a lot of work to put on an air show, but I'm really excited, Chief, uh, for the fact that we're doing it over a drill weekend. Yeah, a lot of opportunities here. You know, there's some real questions of why are we having this on a UTA, and it's simple. You know, we had 80,000 people attend this uh, this event in 2021, and really it was a lot of work for our members that volunteered. We have it over UTA. Many hands make for light work, and that's really the, the opportunity here. We want to make sure that we support this event, we do it safely, but we also give our members the opportunity opportunity to enjoy the event. So they're not working 12, 14, 15-hour days. One of the things I want to touch on is the 8th of September will be our family day. And that will really give our wing and our members an opportunity to, to bring their family members here and enjoy the air show and not such a crowded event. And the details will come out on exactly what we're offer there, but, but a really good opportunity for uh, our friends and our family. And, and I know my family will be here to enjoy that. So. Yeah, there's been a, a tremendous amount of work that's already uh, taken place with regards to the air show. And as we get closer in, we'll ensure that we uh, communicate effectively within the wing of what the air show is going to look like. But it's going to be a wonderful event, and I can't wait to, uh, to support it. All right, I think uh, we have a few other announcements that we'd like to make with some of the, uh, the administrative um, 
things that we have going on in the wing chief yes we we try to pass out information we want to go for a, a few things that are on our on our uh, radar here so the first thing is bah recertification so you'll see our cptf section sent that out to the entire wing that's really a way that we have to revalidate all of our members regardless of status if they're eligible for bah so please get that done by the 7th of march so you don't have any interruptions with pay the other thing we want to discuss is the atst request please make sure you're forecasting that ahead of time if you think your section or your squadron needs more um, AT or ST, please work that through your RA and work that up to our CPTF section so they can get our U for requests in and make sure we have the days and dollars that you need to accomplish your mission. The final thing too, sir, is that um, a child care survey came out from our command section. Really, it's from our state headquarters and what they really want to know is what are some of the requirements that our, our members with, with children in that uh, child care age, uh, what, how can we support them better and uh, what are some of the challenges they're seeing when they come on base, not only during the weekend, but during the week. So you'll see that. Please knock that out. We really want to get that data to, to find ways to support you and make sure we continue to uh, be able to have you come on base and support the mission. Yeah. The other thing I want to touch on, sir, is, is PME. So we've heard a lot around the wing about uh, we don't have enough funds to go to in-resident PME. And let me just put it out there. We do. If you're interested in going to ALS, NCO Academy, or the Senior NCO Academy, we can send you there. We have not turned anyone away in the past few years, and we will continue not to turn anyone away. In fact, the Air National Guard is not uh, utilizing the seats that are allocated to us. So if you're interested in going to, to in-resident PME, get with me, get with your chief, get with your training manager, get with anyone, and we'll find a way to get you there. Well, that's great, Chief. Um, I want to circle back real quick on, uh, on the child care survey. Um, the other day you and I were talking about some initiatives that the, uh, the Chief's group has with regards to how uh, we can better serve our airmen here on the base with regards to, uh, to children. And, Chief, if you want to hit on some of those initiatives. Yes, yeah, so we're lucky enough, the Chief's group, to help facilitate the GTC kickback money we receive every year on behalf of the wing commander. And one of the items we really try to look at is how do we better the base? And one of our, our targeted areas this year was lactation rooms. We really want to find a way to make sure we support our new mothers and our expecting mothers and give them a, a, a really good place that's safe and clean and, and really up to par with the standards that we owe them. So we have approved $10,000 to furnish two more lactation rooms. There's actually six on base now. And we'll continue to put you for requests and, and purchase uh, this equipment until every, every building has an opportunity and every expecting mother or new mother has a way to safe and cleanly uh, take care of, of, of the lactation needs. That's great, Chief. I'm really excited to hear about those initiatives, and it's uh, long overdue. So uh, thanks to the Chief Group uh, for recognizing that need. All right, and I think we're right about uh, at our 15-minute mark, but I wanted to talk real quickly about the new app. The new app. So if you're listening to this podcast, you've found the new app, the Air Force Connect app. And this is a great way through our PA section that we can communicate with you, all of you out there. So we're going to do our very best to make sure that we put as much information on there, understanding there's some OPSEC and CUI rules, which we'll follow. But we want to get as much information out to you as possible. So if you're listening to this, you found the Air Force Connect app, please share it with uh, your friends, your family, your coworkers, and really try to get the word out there that we're trying to update our communication um, strategies. Great. All right. Well, this has been fun. Our first uh, Peggy podcast and uh, we look forward to any feedback that you might have. And uh, we hope we're hitting the mark, Chief. I hope so. Get out there and crush it.